Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Bruce from BC Fitness out of Jonestown, Pennsylvania. Welcome, Bruce. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm great. Excited to have you here and to learn more about what you have going on within your fitness business. Really, before we dive into any of that, give me a little background here. You know, tell me what it was that made you decide to open up this fitness business and kind of lead to where you're at today. I'll give you the short, long version of that. Um, You know, bowling is actually the biggest, maybe the biggest passion I have going on. And I was actually from 2007 to 2009, actually pursuing bowling professionally and actually had my pro card. Went in an event in the summer of 2009. And at the time I was working in a warehouse that, to be honest, I hated the job, but got a family to take care of. You do what you got to do. And uh, bowled in this event. And then we were also figuring out our now 18-year-old son, who's high-functioning autistic, was kind of more low-functioning at the time, and he needed a ton of help. So I kind of walked, I walked away from bowling because it wasn't the right thing to do at the time. So I come home from this job frustrated and not happy with where I'm going. I told my wife, I'm like, I know I'm more than this. I should be leading the show, but I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And at the time, I was working out, but not to the level I do now. And I come home from work frustrated, told her I'm going down to the basement to work out and clear my head and just think about, like, what am I doing? And I walked downstairs, and I wish everybody could have a moment like this. I mean, I seen, without all the details of where the equipment is, I seen this facility. Like, I didn't even work out. I walked down, and I was walking towards my weights, and I seen the building. And I stopped and kind of like stood there for a moment, walked back upstairs. And I tell my wife, I said, what about me running a gym and being a personal trainer? And she's like, yes. Like, how did we not think of this before? I'm like, (laughs) I don't know, but we're here now. So that's the summer of 2009, right? So fast forward, you know, a lot of steps in between this, but it was 2019, July, 2019 when I built the facility and opened what I had seen then. Now, along the way, again, I started in my basement in 2010 as Bruce's personal training. And then December of 2011, start BC Fitness in a little strip mall. It was, I had 1500 square feet of space, which mm-hmm. not a lot, but it's bigger than your basement. <laughs> um, move into there and survive for about seven years doing that. And, and fought with banks. I bought the land for this building in 2017. And we just went through a lot of battles with some community and townships and just different stuff. Banks to get a loan that, of course, not being a corporation, it's hard to get them to back you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just kept fighting. And that's all I know how to do. When I make up my mind, I'm going to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. No matter who tries to stop me. And so 2019, we opened this facility. It's now three years, and it's been it's been a, the best three years we've had. Yeah. So what a what a journey. <laughs> that's that's the short version. 
What a journey. And that's led you to the point where you're at today. And so for our listeners, give us kind of your version of an elevator pitch of BC Fitness. Kind of share who you are, um, what services you provide today, and paint a picture so we really understand that business model here. Well, first and foremost, the BC is, you know, what it stands for. Of course, uh, people, it's fun when people come in and make their guesses at it, but first and foremost, we're very family oriented. As I told you, I had, you know, my daughter's sitting here with me. I am family first all the time. I will rearrange clients when I have to, to, to take care of my family and they all get it. And that's been the epitome of what we really are is this family. And as we have come to call everybody and they call it, we're, it's our gym family. But the BC is all of our names because I didn't want the gym to be about Bruce. I didn't, that's why I didn't name it Bruce's Fitness or anything. I didn't want my name on it that way. So the BC is all of our initials. So my name's Bruce. My wife's Carrie with a C. Our first son's Blaine. Our second son's Cole. Our daughter's Calla. And our now fourth child's son is uh, Bodie. So we're all a BC. That's awesome. I so, love the, I love yeah. the the name, like how um, how you were able to integrate like that meaning a family behind it by including yeah. like, your names in it. And people probably not everybody knows the meaning behind the names, but that makes it more special. And honestly, that's what's stuff like that and talking and just being quote unquote a person. Sometimes people look at you because you run a business and you've had this success. People put you on a higher pedestal than what maybe you really are. I, I'm so humble about everything. I just try to be like the normal guy in the community and just be a person. And yeah. I think that kind of stuff and then the name and then they see my kids here. This is all stuff that's helped the business in reality. People see like, they feel like they're at home. Yeah. That's what so many have said to us. It's like, they feel like it's their home gym. Like, even if I'd show you what the facility looked like, it's not a pretty gym like it's nice and taken care of but it's more of the basement warehouse type looking facility so everybody feels like they're at home they don't feel like they're in some pretty gym and they're afraid to get something dirty or hurt break something you know yeah yeah okay so this is mostly personal training and some open model membership people coming in kind of doing their own thing yeah, um, it's a it's a good mix yeah yeah so kind of talk, you know, in this model, we love personal training because personal training is great for the business. Uh, we can bring in a little bit more revenue from personal training than we typically can regular monthly memberships. Yep. We can charge a little bit more. It's more of a premium service. And for our clients, it's awesome too, because we're able to really help them give, give them the resources that they need to be successful. Um, and I don't know about you, but I want my clients to see results so with personal training we can give them a super direct approach to help them reach their goals um so within your model what percentage of your revenue would you say comes from the personal training side of things well i'd say 75 percent comes from personal training sometimes it's probably been higher and sometimes lower but i'd say in around 75 percent of it is personal training again like i do anywhere from 60 to 70 sessions a week myself so that's a that's a good bit of income yeah um, and going from again starting in a basement but like even the, the strip mall that i rented space i have 
I have to count members now and see what I have, but I kind of stopped counting because I'm, for one, I'm so busy all the time. I don't have time to count it all. But, you know, at the old, my old place, I topped out at like 100 members, and that was packed for that little place. Again, not everybody's there at one time, but, you know, then I get here and to see that and know that at that point when I was in that strip mall, the most members, total members I had was 100. And I have a sign-in sheet to help kind of keep track of what goes on on a daily basis. On a good day, I'd have maybe 40 of those members would sign in for a day. We're here. I've had days where I have 100 people signing in for the day to work out. So to see that and know where I came from, that I have 100 people signing in on one day to work out, when before I only had a total of 100 members, like that's just awesome numbers to watch. Yeah, it, it does feel pretty good to be able to like look back and see the growth that has happened. Um, it's for sure very motivating. Um, so talking, you know, on your schedule there, you said 60 to 70 sessions of PT oh. that you're, uh, you're coaching. Um, yeah. You're busy. You're a busy guy. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> yeah. So I'm here. I open 5.30 a.m. Monday through Friday and 6 a.m. on Saturdays. Now, Monday through Friday, I'm open till 8. Saturdays, we're all open till 3. So it's roughly, I think, 88 hours, if I remember right, it's that the gym's open during the week. I'm probably here 99% of that. <laughs> wow. So I get up 4 a.m. every day, and I'm usually here by 5.15, so I can turn everything on and get ready, because I have a client most days to start my day. 5.30, I have somebody to train. And then I, after their session, then I have a, about an hour and a half blocked off for myself to do my own training. Because as a trainer, who am I? If I'm not keeping myself in shape and doing things, like I look at it like, how can I tell you or ask you to do anything if I'm not doing it myself? So, yeah. So, um, you know, being that you are kind of coaching that much, you're coaching a ton. Uh, are you in a position right now where you can take on more clients or is your, or is your schedule completely booked out? Uh, no, I have a little bit of room yet. I could take on some people and that's definitely, you know, I got a master. I mean, the perk of the calendar, like I got to remember. So if anybody comes in and talks to me about it, I'm like, listen, we got to sit down. I need to look at my calendar. Mm -hmm. So we can figure out like, and it's easier. I need to know what works for them. Right. When I know what days and time frame they got, then I can now look at my calendar and fit them in where necessary. And again, if I can't, I do have a few people on call as trainers to contact and pass information along to and see if they can fit them in. And most times they can. I've not yet had to turn anybody away because we couldn't get them on a schedule. Um, and again, for me, running the show myself, and at this point, with the economy, everything where the, it is and the price of stuff, like, honestly, I got to take on as much as I can because that's what's paying the bills and keeping me going, so. Yeah. So is there a reason why you, um, like, haven't brought on, like, a trainer to help split some of the, the time that you're spending in the gym? Um, like, or, or is, do you just love doing it that much? Yes and yes. Um, yes, I absolutely, absolutely love it. But again, like trying to balance it out, it's a tough, it's tough. I, I'll say this much, I'm props to her when she can eventually hear this and see this and she, 
if without my wife's support, there's no way this works because she knew tackling this, this is how it was going to have to be for some time. And, you know, we, and then it's a divide and conquer. It's the teamwork. Whoever is going to be scheduled for the day is best to take the kids. That's who has them. And, but without her support, there, there, there's no way she knows I got to be gone a lot to, but the good part of it is it's our business, our home. So like when she wants, she comes and hangs out here so she can see more. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I need to, I love it. So I love to having that much, but honestly, again, just the cost of things, it, it's hard to, it's hard. I can't really afford to pay anybody to take some of it off my hands really. So, yeah. The finance piece is really hard because yeah. for a lot of us, like it just doesn't make sense to take that step and be like, Hey, you know, let me kind of take off some of these hats. Yeah. and pass off the baton to somebody to help me um but as a parent like i mean you're you're full-time mm -hmm. daddy and more than full-time in the gym um and it is so stressful to kind of make time for for both things that i understand and i only have one you've got uh, and i appreciate you saying it the way you said though i get <laughs> a little frustrated when it, some people say and it seems to be typically more <laughs> Man, I, look, I'm all about like dad, like all of us wear different hats and I'm all about wearing a hat like his dad and gym owner. And, um, but I'm dad 24 seven and that never stops. And like, sometimes I shake my head at, it's mostly men who say it and they come in and they see the kids and like, oh, you're babysitting today. And I, 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 I know I want, I'm taking care of my child. Like it's not babysitting. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Me, babysitting. That. Like if I'm taking care of somebody else's kids, so that's babysitting. Can you say hi to Brooke? Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Such a big smile. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get to you get to spend time with your kids. That's the cool part about being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Owning your own business is you get to take care of your kids while you're doing it. Um, and so I, uh, I, I really like that you, you have continued to kind of allow your kids to be involved in the day to day. Um, and you haven't, you haven't stopped doing that. So I kind of want to ask you, you know, you have a lot of personal training clients and the number one yes. thing that I hear personal so trainers I'm struggling with is what do I do to get new clients? How do I find clients? Bye. So walk me through some of the things that you've tried to, to find to your clients. Well, you know, I honestly have not really spent any money on advertisement. For it. I mean, I put flyers out there about the business, but um, the best thing that goes for me in this, and, and maybe it's just this area, but this is, this is a very kind of like small town, hometown thing. Word of mouth has done tremendous for me. And because a lot of my clients know each other now is a lot of them they live in the same neighborhood they've seen each other but even social media to the point of where i don't like it it has helped to its own level too because some of these people start following me and then that's how their friends see that they're coming here so they see their stories and they've seen their success so word of mouth has definitely been the best and still is probably about the only thing we really have going for us um, yeah. to get to get new clientele i mean in the industry no matter if we're running a small studio like yours or a big group studio like me 
um, word of mouth is always going to be our favorite thing. We love word of mouth because it's free. <laughs> it's free. And we are going to get clients who come in who already trust us. And that feels pretty good um, when we can get that. Um, so I'm glad to hear that word of mouth has worked for you, um, you know, so far. Um, let me ask you another question here. You know, looking at your business, Bruce, what would you consider to be the biggest bottleneck for you? The biggest kind of thing that you're working to figure out business-wise? I think there's just as much value in us talking about the good stuff as there is the stuff that's challenging. Oh, well, I mean, it's, I, I know there's more to come for BC and it's figuring out where that's going to go and how to expand and how to bring in help and get to a point where I can afford to help I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because I love doing it so much, but I know part of the growth has to be to get help. Right. So that's, that's definitely some of the biggest challenges. Um, upon, uh, you know, the past couple of years with everything going on in the world, there's been some challenges there. Again, without going too far and dwelling into it, where I've made my stance has actually helped us grow tremendously. So, but of course you're going to run into some bumps in the road there because other people don't agree with you and they try to stop you and cause you um, turmoil, mm -hmm. headaches, throw mm -hmm. you under the bus for different reasons because you, you make your stance morally. Um, like to even like, I don't know. I don't want to dwell off on this too far, but like, again, with what's happened since 2020, I've been threatened by our, I don't know what state you're in, but like my own governors threatened me for not closing my gym. So there have been those hurdles to mm. again, standing where I stand for my, my business. I, I tried to, to get the loan here. We had to put our house on the line and I can't, I don't want to stop for any reason, but I especially can't for that. Cause if I shut down, like I lose my house. Yeah. So there's those kind of worldly hurdles that people don't realize how much, or I guess maybe more people know how involved I am and what we've been doing since all this, because I said, that's what really made us take off. And I, I apologize. I have somebody new standing out here, staring at me through the window. Okay, it's okay. No worries. She'll talk to you for a second, and I'm gonna <laughs> give him a piece of, give him a paper quick. Here, you say hi. Oh, <laughs> it's so nice to have you here. I like your weights that you have in the background there. Yeah. How old are you? Wow. That's what was that? That's great. Are you having a wonderful day today? Yes. Me too. I'm also having a wonderful day. Yes. Is, it, is it sunny outside at your house? Yes, I find it outside. Wow, that's awesome. Mommy's going to the Wow. <laughs> and what's your favorite color? My favorite color is blue. 
You like blue? I like purple. They're kind of similar. Yes, they're all blue. They're shining. The sun is shining? Yes. Yeah. It is sunny out. It's sunny out at my house, too. Oh, yes. Wow. I see him. Oh, my goodness. I see him. Hi, I talked to her. You're talking to her. Thank you. Yeah, we've been talking. Good girl. Yeah. Nice and sunny outside in Tennessee right now. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, uh, I said, like, that's helped. She's helped so much. People come in and I come walking out with her, or they see her sitting in here. They ask, like, do I get to see her when I come? Like, most days, yeah. So it's, it's definitely helped business having them here. That's great. So kind of to go along with, you know, what we're chatting about before, uh, it's kind of that idea of, you know, what comes next? And you've just been kind of overcoming the hurdles that have happened due to the past few years. We all have had very similar hurdles we've had to hop over i'm in orlando florida so i looked oh lucky you you have the best (laughs) governor around (laughs) i looked out in that aspect we really you know didn't have um, a lot of closures um we were able to reopen in may of 2020 and we never had to close again um so that was really good but not everybody has that and and being in pennsylvania you've had a lot of closures a lot of (laughs) or, you know, threatens to closures, right? Um, And so uh, that's very, very challenging and difficult. Um, And financially, like, it doesn't, we've talked about this off air, but like, it just doesn't make sense to find somebody right now to help you out, help help take off some of those hats. Um, So for you, like, in order to kind of overcome this, like, what has to happen? What are some of the ideas that you have to kind of make this less of a challenge? Hmm. Does it really ever become less of a challenge? You, know, you, 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 figure, you figure something out and you make more happen, and then it's like, well, what's the next thing? Uh, you know, it, it just it don't stop. I mean, over the years, I I tried classes and stuff here. I I did some thirty minute boot camps myself a little bit. I tried bringing in yoga instructors, Zumba instructors, different people in the space. The gym has changed. The look of the gym has kind of changed internally a little bit, especially the room that I had tried the classes in. It's now an expansion of the, it's like the secondary weight room slash strongman room. Um, but, you know, one week we'd have like my boot camps, I'd do like two or three a week. One week I'd have them 10 people in the class. Next week, nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, and I went back and forth, but I was, I kept trying it. Well, I said, then 2020 kicks off. And, and honestly, I mean, it was one of the best things to happen for me because of so many others forcing rules and making things mandatory and, and, or closing. And then I'd say about a 30 minute perimeter around me learned that I'm open and I'm not making anything mandatory honestly it was it was nuts like the parking lot was full constantly and people were coming 30 minutes away to come to bc because they are seen through a friend through a friend through a friend on social media or however that 
we were open and um, it, what's next? And they like said, I go with the flow of things and kind of figure it out as I go, but I want to try classes again, but right now it makes no sense that there's not, people aren't demanding it, looking for it in this area per se. Um, I think the next thing is the expansion. It's finding out, figuring out where. So maybe this piece that fell in my lap to talk to and find out if that works, if it's something I can do. And maybe it's right in front of me right now. I don't, <laughs> I'm excited. That's going to be, that's, that's probably next week's project to contact them and see what they're looking for. Um, beyond that, I keep putting out some little ads. Like I do some of the local schools, I'll sponsor teams and, get on shirts or something they kind of get keep getting the name out there uh obviously I, I walk around in my apparel as much as possible so people and i do like i'm but our success also is cool is when i'm out and i don't wear a shirt because i'm trying to just kind of be with my family and be left alone um but i still have people come up to me it just happened this week i was at a grocery store on the way home and we stopped to grab a couple things and we're getting in the cart and somebody walks up to me who I had, I don't even know who they were. Comes up to me and just says, hey, how's that gym doing? It's still successful. So, and it, it's just, those are cool. And you almost feel like a celebrity at that point. <laughs> at least I do anyway. Like people recognize me without a BC shirt on. Yeah. So. It does feel pretty good when we kind of are, grow that awareness, like in the community, like, so people know who we are. Um, it's kind of a cool feeling just to go out and kind of be like that local celebrity that's changing people's lives. <laughs> yeah, I, and I feel like that's really honestly what keeps is what I got to keep doing. And that's, what's going to keep making me grow and change is, mm -hmm. is my personality, my, my, the personal aspect of the gym, the personal training, um, cause even to part of the expanding I can do is with these people knowing each other, what helps is I'm actually starting to get more of these sessions are two people together, three people together. I'm actually training like a group at one time. So you don't want to call it a class, but it's a, it's a group session where they kind of have similar goals or different goals and, you know, expanding that way that I'm training two or three people at a time versus one at a time. And of course, then I offer them each individually discounts, but then I, I still make a little bit more because I have three people or two people. Mm -hmm. um, so that's probably the best thing I got going and I got to keep growing with is the personal yeah. aspect and getting people in here for the training because like you said it, seeing somebody else's success I love having my own goals and my workouts and stuff but when I see other people the smile on their face especially like I work with a lot of special needs clients too over the years mm -hmm. I've had a client with me six years now that has MS and and of course, my own son is autistic. I've worked with other autistic clients. Mm -hmm. it's just staying open to that variety, being a versatile trainer. Again, that has been huge for me, being the guy that's not just the bodybuilder, the runner, the, you know, just that one type of trainer that I can train whoever comes through the door. Keep getting my own experience so I can expand on who I can train. Yep. Yeah, I think that the more that we kind of open ourselves up to these different sorts of opportunities, different types of clients, the more we can serve our community, the better off our business is going to be kind of a full circle thing. Yeah. So, you know, last kind of question that I like to ask, and if you don't have a good answer here, that's okay. 
I'm just interested to hear what you'll kind of say. It's kind of a loaded question, but if I handed you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals um, uh, came true. Kind of talk me, uh, talk to me about what that would um, look like for you. <laughs> well, my facility would be about 10 times bigger. I'd have 10 helpers. <laughs> um, I, I really want to have this be stay stay with this family and this diversity of I mean I got members that are 80 in their 80s that come in they love being here riding the bike and they don't mind that we're behind them deadlifting um but I, I really want to get into having more of a sports athletic mm -hmm. complex too like it's like it's in this gym that's so versatile that you know maybe I have a batting cage and over here I have a golf simulator and there's a pitching cage or whatever just this facility that I can kind of like I said dabble in a little bit of everything um and and these guys that I said my, my close buddies that have been my training partners for years mm -hmm. they know I want to have them on board sometimes I mean that would be what better thing to do than be working with your best friends and the guys that you, you go to war with under the bar be your sidekicks and these are growing and successful and and have things at the point again where my wife like doesn't even have to work and can just fully be stay home mom like she loves to be and I want her to be which she does get to do I mean she does get to work from home so it is yeah helpful but like I really like to have her hands completely out of having to worry about an income uh and we'll get there we'll get there yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's always the goal, right? We want to be able to build this like sustainable business that, yeah. you know, we can support our kids, our spouse, if we, if they don't want to work, <laughs> they don't have to. Yeah, because um, this isn't, yeah, because it's not like work to me. I mean, I love what I'm doing. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, and that's why I'm here so much in part of it, because it's, it's mine, like. I can never see myself being like out of it that much because it, it's mine. Like right. if it's going to succeed, I got to know. And that's what would help with these guys because I've known them for so long and they know who I am and what this is about. And that's why we get along because they're on the same page. That's another reason I don't have other help. Like it's to, to step away and let somebody else run it and not be here. Like, because <laughs> i'm guess guess what that's why like i get asked a lot of times too that why am i not you know i'm ever going to be 24 7 why i open these hours this you know again i get asked the questions of why i'm not like planet fitness or whoever else listen it, again it's mine i'm like you work how many hours a week on your job so if you own this you want called at midnight because if something goes wrong and something breaks and I'm not here and I have a midnight shift, guess who's still getting cold and woke up? I already put in enough hours and stay up late nights with my kids. I don't need called at 1 a.m. saying, hey, the, the cable came off so-and-so, I forget how to put it back on, what should I do? Right. You know, so. Yeah, it is, it is a hustle, but it is one that like all these things that you would like to achieve, they're possible. Um, it's just a matter of persevering, which you've done for the past 10 years, you've pushed through, you've changed a bunch of lives. Um, and so just continuing to do that. And, um, Bruce, I appreciate your insight. 
what is the the social media or the website? Where can our listener go if they want to follow your journey? Well, bcfitnessgym.com is our website. Um, don't do a lot of stuff on there other than updating some pictures and hours if we have closures for anything. Um, we are BC Fitness Gym PA on Instagram. Uh, again, part of these hurdles, Facebook has not liked my stance and things where I've said, and even to the point of posting things that take vitamin C, D, zinc, these things that are healthy for you, I get warned that I'm sharing unhealthy information, unsafe information. So with that said, Facebook just deleted my business page. So I'm on the mend with that one. So I don't really have a Facebook page anymore to, <laughs> I did have 1500 followers on Facebook. That was actually my biggest help was I had people all over. So I grew it to, I grew it from six, it was 600 in 2020. So I was up to 1500, almost 1600 followers and it's wow. gone and it's gone. So I, I got to rebuild it now. Um, well, you did it so, once. You did it once. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll come back even stronger. So, but for now, you know, I'd say Instagram, BC Fitness Gym PA is where you can find us. And, or come on out. If you're in the area of Jonestown PA, gladly stop in. We do day passes for free here your first day. Because we love to, to show you what we're about and let you in and have a good time. And I love show it. You, show you how we do things different. Great. Well, thank you again for being here today. And listeners, we we hope you learned something today. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want us to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for a future episode here at the podcast, fill out a link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, let's do a big clap. Ready? Ready? Do a big clap. Ready? Three, Jim Lord. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Justin with Brickhouse Gym out of Canada. Justin, what is going on, man? Happy Monday. How are you feeling today? Good. I'm good. Happy Monday. It's a beautiful day here in, uh, in Saskatchewan, Canada. It's a little chilly, but uh, it's nothing that we're not used to. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We're excited yeah. to have you on, and we're probably about ready to dive in to the nitty-gritty yeah. here of what you have going on with Brick House. But Absolutely. first, let's take a step back and give the viewers some perspective. So if you can, in your own words, how would you describe Brick House and what you guys do? Basically, I, I, I've been a gym guy for so long that I just I just knew what I hated about the corporate gyms and just knew what I hated about everything that was kind of going on around here. So I just was looking for uh, building something completely different, uh, giving people uh, an alternative and 
and high quality equipment so that they could utilize the tools to build the physique they wanted. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just all about high quality for me. Yeah. Gotcha. And how many members are you serving currently? Uh, right now we're at about 380. Um, okay. So it's a good solid number for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so for you guys, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door and interested? Um, definitely social media is one thing that we do really well. Um, social media, um, organically just uh, getting referrals from existing clients. Uh, and then as well as just some business networking that works pretty good. Okay. And um, just curious here. I mean, you're at 380, right? You yeah. know, um, let's say, I mean, leads, traffic, clients, hypothetically speaking, of course, if these things were mm -hmm. unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you go than that 380 mark? Uh, we could probably push 750 to 1,000. We do have a, a 10,000 square foot facility, so it is quite big. Uh, we do have a lot of equipment. So even some of our biggest uh, gyms that are in, in our city, we actually have physically more equipment than they do put into a smaller space. Our only limit really just becomes with change room space and things like that. Um, we're on the smaller side when it comes to those kind of amenities, but we still do have full change rooms with like the showers and the lockers and stuff. Um, yeah. but that's one thing where the bigger, the bigger corporate facilities have more, more advantage over us. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. And, um, you know, I, and I know this from experience, having anything over a hundred members is a lot to maintain, a lot to track and a lot to know. Yep. How are you able to maintain and track the metrics of those 380 members that you do have currently? Um, I use a lot of different technologies. Um, I use CRM systems. Uh, I also use a, a gym uh, software called Gym Master that's based out of New Zealand. Okay. Uh, they work really well because we are a 24-hour facility. It gives us the the RFID key fobs for secure entry. Plus, we use the tailgating feature. So, uh, we can make sure that nobody's entering the gym uh, unless they belong here. Um, but it's it's really just like that, you know, sorting, making sure, making sure you have your customers sorted on who they are and, you know, what kind of membership they have and, and all that is is key. But I don't find it too hard in uh, keeping everything organized. I use a lot of text, text messaging-based uh, interactions with my customers. So um, I always like to get feedback almost weekly, if I can, from clients, whether... You know, like some of our equipment is very high end. We use uh, Arsenal Strength and Prime Fitness. Uh, and the Prime Fitness can be confusing. So we're always making sure we check in with uh, with the new members that they understand how all that equipment works just to get the most out of it, right? Yeah. 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 Completely. Yeah. I think that's great. I think when you can use your clients and your benefit to understand where you can move the needle forward the most, I think Absolutely. that's the biggest thing. A lot of people don't really consider. They try to use their own opinions or their own judgment. But I mean, who's utilizing it most? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, very smart approach there, Justin. And yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, I want to throw a little bit of a, uh, a longer winded question at you here. A good sure. question in itself. You know, what we've been discussing the entire podcast and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym where are going to be three pillars of business. That's going to be number one, your lead generation, right? Which is getting people through the door and interested. Yeah. Number two, it's going to be your acquisition, which is just getting people to go from an interested client to a paying client, so essentially sales. And then lastly yep. is going to be your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So yep. of those three, Justin, where do you feel like you could improve 
the most? Uh, probably, probably just the acquisition part is, is one thing. Um, we don't do the best on acquisition. Uh, we, we try to get a lot of organic like referrals, uh, but those kind of, they, they kind of limit you know, after a while. I mean, people only have so many friends that are also interested in fitness too. So um, it's, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole lead gen kind of stuff is, uh, you know, we, we've tried like the six week challenge marketing strategies before, but they, they, they only work for a very short period of time. And then we end up having customers that are, they probably leave a lot sooner too. So um, we kind of dropped, dropped doing a six week challenge. And now we're getting into more, uh, more relationship based building, uh, which keeps customers longer. Uh, and we have a very low churn rate here. So um, the only time we really get cancellations is if people are just literally stuck in a financial position, they can't, uh, they can't handle it or uh, they're moving out of town, which happens a lot these days with people changing jobs and the whole COVID post situation. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, like I said, we do everything pretty good, but there's some small areas where we could sharpen up just a little bit. Yeah. And I appreciate the honesty and transparency. I think Absolutely. when you can still put success to the side here and admit that you can improve in certain places, I think oh, that's yeah. a big uh, perspective shift for a lot of the viewers here. So thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, uh, last two questions for you here, Justin, my two favorite questions, you know, what's the bigger picture for you at Brickhouse? I mean, let's say five, 10 years down the road, what are you guys trying to accomplish? Uh, it's a big passion project for me personally. So it's uh it's just one thing. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the human connection. It's, uh, it's, it's just great. So, you know, obviously building a bigger facility would be great. I'd like to get to maybe, you know, 15 to 20,000 square feet someday. Um, you know, pushing that maybe 750 members mark. Um, we also run a lot of trainers and coaches, so, um, we'd probably like to push that up, but overall we're looking for right now in the next kind of three to six months, a kind of a 25% increase in kind of everything we're doing overall. Um, you know, we already have a pro shop on site, so we have all the, um, we can, we can service customers from everything from clothing to supplements. Uh, we have the gym we have personal training. Uh, we're looking at building more of a digital uh, coaching program too, so that customers can come in, and without necessarily maybe working with a trainer directly, we can we can work with them as as a, a digital coach, just to provide them workouts and meal plans, um, and it just kind of drives up that uh, that value of the customer too, right? Um, yeah. Those are those are one one key area where I'm going to be focusing is that that add to add to member of the coaching program. So uh, we'll be working on that here for the remainder of the year, so that we're. We're full steam ahead starting the new year. Yeah, completely. I think uh, I think that's definitely a smart route to go, right? When you can kind of mitigate that that time equity to get still that financial return. I think that's one of the smartest routes to go. So I appreciate yeah. you sharing that part with us, Justin. And mm -hmm. um, one last question, and I'm curious to see your response here. You know, Justin, if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now, and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started the gym. Yeah. What would that advice that, be for you? That's a good one, actually, because uh, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And, you know, to be completely honest, I mean, I, I've been in the fitness business in other aspects for almost 15 years, but the gym part, we've only been doing it for three years. So 
fairly new to the gym stuff, but um, if I could turn back time, I would tell myself to join more networking organizations right off the bat. Um, you know, I, I didn't quite understand the value of a good networking organization um, prior to just post COVID, we kind of got back into business kind of full steam ahead. Um, I joined a chapter called BNI. I'm not sure if you guys have that in your area, um, but it's Business Networking International. Um, essentially, I mean, it's, it's, for one thing, as an entrepreneur, it's hard to always meet people that are like-minded and, and business savvy. So when you have kind of questions or problems, you don't always have somebody to turn to because the fam your family is not always the best support when it comes to business stuff, right? They don't understand it or they have government jobs. They don't quite get it. Um, so having a business networking group can, can speed up the process of learning on how to operate a business. Um, plus with a business networking, all these people technically act as outside sales sources. So when we're talking about referrals, I mean, you know, uh, the group that I joined has, has 30 plus members. So if every member is actively working for you every day to find one or two leads, it's a great source for, for a new clientele. So, you know, you can wow. kind of task everybody, uh, on something different, but, uh, that's what I would say. I mean, I, my biggest regret is not joining one sooner. Um, and again, that, that would be the one thing is to get my butt in that room. Uh, the day I opened the gym would have made a massive difference, but no regrets. We're here now and we're trucking along great. And I'm, I'm loving the business networking stuff. And yeah. There we go. There we go. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, Justin. Uh, and yeah. we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution episode today. Um, if you have any social media, Facebook, website, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and Brickhouse? Yeah, our, our best is on uh, Instagram at brickhouse.yqr. Um, you can also just search it, Brickhouse Gym here in Canada. Um, but uh, we're all over socials, but our Instagram is probably our best channel. Uh, people can also find me directly at justin.gymstar.ca. Um, I do a lot of the gym um, posts just kind of as a as an owner uh, I also live the lifestyle so I don't I don't I'm not one of those owners that just sits behind a deck desk and counts the cash I I hit the gym every day I like to interact with my clients so I in turn also post a lot of gym stuff uh, from my own point of view there we go yeah well again we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate Thanks. it, Justin. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here, okay? Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, 
or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jenna from Arc Pilates and Movement out of Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the show, Jenna. How are you today? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being here, for spending some time with us, giving back to the fitness industry through conversation. We appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Uh, Before we really dive into the business, what you have going on, all that juicy stuff, give us a little bit of background, Jenna. What was it ultimately that led to you opening up this studio? Sure. Well, I've been doing Pilates for a very long time, about 18 years now. I used to be a professional ballerina and I used Pilates as an outlet for obviously kind of cross-training and physical therapy but also athletic conditioning. And I've just, I've been passionate about Pilates for a very long time. And when I retired from ballet, it was a very smooth transition for me um, in regards to deciding to open my studio. Yeah, so since it's something that you have been doing so long and obviously has impacted you, now you're able to help other people kind of come to that um, through the type of training that you were doing. Um, so now you're, you have your own facility, Arc Pilates and Movement, kind of give us an elevator pitch of the studio, who you are, mm-hmm. what you serve. Cause like all studios mm-hmm. are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so Absolutely. It's the lowdown of, of Arc Pilates and Movement. Sure. So I'm a pretty small boutique studio. We have three reformers and we focus primarily on private and duet training, which I do think is a little bit different than some studios. A lot of Pilates studios focus on large group classes, and that's not really the vision for me and my business. So yeah, we we help people learn correct body mechanics, body awareness, um, and ultimately that is kind of the goal here at this studio. Yeah, yeah. So really focusing on the needs of that individual client, giving them what they need out of the experience. Mm-hmm. Like what yes. I'm looking for from my Pilates experience is probably different than you or, mm-hmm. or so that's, I, I love one-on-one for that reason. It's super um, directed towards the individual. Um, and so right now, most of your sessions are in a one-on-one in a duo, um, you know, those kind of modalities. <clears throat> is it just you training Jenna or do you have other trainers in the facility as well or teachers? Yeah, so I have two instructors who work for me, Molly and Ami, and they are actually both um, professional ballet dancers as well, or retired professional ballet dancers. Um, my schedule is pretty full, so that's kind of what drew me to, you know, hire, hire instructors to work for me. And my job right now is to pretty much support them through marketing, bring clients in the door for them, and make sure that they're happy with their schedule. Okay, awesome. Um, so you have yourself, your two trainers, and um, you guys all are kind of taking on your own clients. So kind of talk to us mm-hmm. about 
about the membership piece. Like if I wanted to come in mm-hmm. and I wanted to train with you, am I paying per session? Do I purchase a pack of sessions? Do I purchase a monthly mm-hmm. membership? Kind of what options do you have available? Sure. I know that it's different for each studio. Um, we do the package option. So when a client comes in, we typically offer them a new client intro pack for $200. So it's a pretty discounted rate um, just to help them get comfortable with the work, the principles, the equipment, their instructor. And typically after three sessions, I find that the clients um, pretty much know if they want to add it into their weekly routine. And then after that, we offer five and 10 packs. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, everybody does it a little bit differently. And with the packs, like since you Mm -hmm. are selling packs, how do you kind of project the income that you're going to be or the revenue that you're going to bring in every month? How do you project that within your studio using the class packs? Yeah. So I kind of estimate on average, like how many cancellations we get per week. Um, That way I can just have a better idea for what the revenue would look like. I kind of try and think about it on a yearly, in a yearly way versus monthly just because each month is a little bit different, especially if a client buys a 10 pack, it is, takes a bit of time to go through that. Um, Yeah. So on average, like how long would you say, like, or how many times would you say most of your clients are training with you in an an average month? Mm -hmm. Well, it depends on the client and their goals, right? So I have clients who work with me once a week. I would say that's a minimum. That's typically what we recommend to, create the effects that the client wants. But I do have clients who come four to five times a week. Um, On average, I would say my clients come one to two times a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so since the average uh, client is coming in one to two times per week, have you ever considered like having some sort of like membership so that they're, you know, paying for you monthly? I mean, I feel like that Mm -hmm. might be better for you because it allows you to kind of project a little bit more in terms of revenue sure. clients it's good for them because it helps with the accountability piece um is that something that you've ever considered for those more I guess not dedicated clients mm-hmm. but the clients that mm-hmm. are more frequently I have considered it actually I used to work for a Pilates studio in Seattle called Emerald City Pilates and shout out to them because they're amazing if you're in Seattle you should definitely be working with them But anyways, um, the owner, Jess, does a membership, and I know that she had a lot of success with that. I think for me, I just, if I'm going to do that, I need to put more time into researching and talking to financial specialists and things like that. Um, Packages seem to be working pretty well, and that's what our clients are used to. And to be honest, it's what goes with our scheduling system the best. I use Schedulicity. And... um, I know that they do have a subscription option and I use that for my video platform service. But for me, for whatever reason, packages just make more sense right now. Yeah. Not to say that I won't evolve. Yeah. And the industry is always evolving. So like right Mm -hmm. now that could make sense, but as you grow, it might be something to kind of look into, like as you gain more clients and your trainers gain more clients Mm -hmm. coming in super frequently, it can really, Mm -hmm. really benefit the business to kind of have that 
that set, like those set members that are on like EFT so that we know, Hey, this month mm-hmm. we have X amount of dollars coming in through, um, memberships. And then you can project that. And usually that will cover like your overhead and, um, you know, all, all of those things. Absolutely. Um, so next question I have for you here is, you know, are you all three, like, are your schedules pretty full or is there kind of wiggle room there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say my schedule is full, like I mentioned, um, but no, my instructors are building up. So my instructor, Ami, actually just came on board. And she has a few of her own clients that she's working with here at ARC that she brought in. And um, Molly is working with about 10 to 12 clients a week right now and um, definitely room to grow there. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about that a little bit, because I think that, you know, most people in this industry are kind of in that boat right now where they're looking to Mm -hmm. gain more clients. But that's like Mm -hmm. usually the hardest part. Once Mm -hmm. we get them, it's as long as we have an awesome service, they're going to stick around but it's just a matter of getting them. So um, what, talk to me about that growth process. How are you helping them fill up their calendar? Yeah, so I'm actually really passionate about this part of the business. I really enjoy marketing and I find it really fun. And the best way that I've found to bring new clients in the door is reaching out to kind of the local apartment buildings in our area, offering them either a discounted session. For a long time, I was doing a free session which I have stopped um, just because, you know, my schedule is pretty full. And I do think that the types of clients who are coming in the door, it's important to, first of all, respect the instructor financially. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think once you get a client paying, it makes more sense for them to continue. So the $35 session is what we've transitioned to, and that's been working very well for their first 55 minute private session. I also partner with some PT clinics in our area, and that's been really bringing in the type of clients that I think all of us enjoy working with. Not to say that we don't enjoy working with all populations, but um, the type of Pilates that we teach here is more based in physical therapy than some. So I've found that to be really successful, just really reaching out to the communities that you're passionate about and the communities that you think that you can help the most. No, definitely. Um, those are kind of great methods, kind of referral based methods, a little bit Mm -hmm. of marketing, working with the different, um, apartments in the communities and and things like that. Um, talk to me about the presence that you guys have online right now. Has that been something Mm -hmm. that has been beneficial for you, or is it something that you guys haven't really tapped into a whole lot yet? It's a good question. I would say that, Online is not a big way that I advertise. Um, I haven't found Instagram to be successful for me. I enjoy developing an Instagram platform, but it's something that I try and limit because I find that I get more clients coming in the door through using my energy elsewhere. Um, I'm not sure if you were referencing Instagram, social media, exactly, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of both. Right. Um, I always like to talk about that because like post 2020, we're living in such a digital world. Um, and a lot of businesses, that's how they've grown. I think right now that is like the number one way to grow your business, no matter what Mm -hmm. type of business that you have. So I always like to touch on it here on the podcast, Um, and so, you know, for you, it hasn't really been a big thing yet. Do you foresee that being something 
that will benefit you guys over time. Absolutely. I think part of it is just being able to have the right amount of time to put into it. Again, I'm working with about 35 to 40 clients a week. I did just start taking Fridays off to really focus on marketing. So that could be something that I could start to develop a bit more and deepen my understanding, perhaps pay for sponsored um, advertisements. That's something that I haven't done. So that might be partly why it hasn't been successful for me is just maybe you need to put more literal money into it. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Um, and if we like don't have the knowledge right behind how right. to do it, it can mm-hmm. kind of feel like a, a waste. <laughs> I know for me, I'm definitely yeah, yeah. not a marketing expert. And, um, you know, I first got on Instagram for the gym and I felt like I was spending so much time like creating this content, these videos, and it wasn't paying off. And I was like Mm -hmm. spending hours. Mm -hmm. um, It takes a lot of time. Yeah. And it just, I didn't feel that there was really a payoff initially, Mm -hmm. initially, until I started doing some, um, some like digital, like campaigning, um, when I did Mm. that. When I really got the reach that was like worth it for me to spend a little bit of time online. Sure. Uh, but definitely interesting to kind of hear everybody's perspective there. Um, cause yeah, cause it is different. I'm sure. I'm sure people have a lot of success mm-hmm. and to be honest, it's something that I thought would be better for the business. Um, but I've been successful other ways and just trying to kind of do what works right now. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that what you're doing has worked. You've filled up Mm -hmm. your schedule. So it's just a matter of getting your, your two other trainers schedules full and kind of just having a steady flow of new interest coming into the business. Cause we're always going to have clients leaving no matter how awesome we are. Um, there's always going to be people canceling. So we have to just have like a nice steady flow, um, Mm -hmm. Coming in. So uh, to kind of change topics here, I like to ask an interesting question that sparks a good conversation that is relatable for other people listening. Um, what would you consider to be your biggest business related challenge? And what are you doing to kind of work on overcoming that? For me, it's group classes. Absolutely. Um, I've always done private training myself uh, with ballet. And it's, again, what I'm very passionate about. Not to say that I'm not passionate about group class. I think that it is really important to have an outlet for people that is a bit more reachable financially. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like having group class on the schedule. But it is something that I have definitely struggled to build. It is, with that being said, it, this last month, it's been growing a lot. But in the past, um, it's just something that's been a little bit of a standstill for me. So the group class, is it the one that has three in it? Yes. Or- yeah. So trio, trio okay. group classes, it is drop-in based like a normal group class, but it is still pretty small. How many of those do you have a day? So we, we actually only have one on the schedule a week. Okay. Um, so it's something that can be grown. Um, we used to have a few on the schedule and just with studio availability, we've pared it down a little bit, but now that it's getting a little bit busier, I think that's going to change and definitely an area where I I can see a lot of growth yeah finding the right way to do it is just what I need to figure out I like the idea of in the industry I I do like one-on-one training a lot Mm -hmm. the thing about one-on-one 
211 is like we can only fit a couple clients in an hour time. Mm -hmm. Most of most of us are coaching like 45 minute to an hour sessions, like yeah. in most modalities. And so like with that, it's very difficult because that only allows you like, I don't know how many hours a day you work, but like, for example, like 5 a.m. to like 7 p.m. is pretty average, like fitness hour standards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like that's only so many hours a day. <clears throat> Once our schedule is full, it's full and we can't help any extra. Right. So the reason why I like that semi-private is it allows us like three, three to six, mm -hmm. it allows us to fit more people in, in one hour, um, help more people, but it is hard when your number one thing that you do is one-on-one -on -one training. How do you market that? Mm -hmm. by group class. Um, have you tried any, like, what have you tried to work on kind of overcoming that challenge? What are some of the things that you've done to, to eliminate that bottleneck? Yeah. I think just um, pulling from our community has been helpful, like our mm -hmm. clientele. Mm -hmm. So our clientele really know the benefits of privates and that has been the biggest struggle, getting them to understand the benefits of group class too. Like, hey, it's a little bit more advantageous financially to add an extra session by adding a group class or, you know, things like that. So. I, I see the people in group class being the same people that are in our studio. Um, so that's been the way that we've grown. I'd love to see new faces come in from, you know, outside who have never done private training either. I think that's kind of the community that, yeah, that we need to pull from next, but. Um, and by like really growing that kind of semi-private group, if you were able to grow that, what do you feel like that would do for your business as a whole? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I think instructors really like teaching group class. There's a lot of great energy that comes from that. Um, I really enjoy teaching group class as well. I think that obviously revenue is a big plus from that. You can get more people in the door um, more packages sold. But ultimately, I, I like to think about things from an enjoyment side. I, I really try not to think about the money, which sounds funny being a business owner, but um, ultimately, I think that it would be good for our instructors and good for our clients. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Like, it's, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> and so it's yeah. easy no, like, exactly. yeah. to not have to worry about or focus on that kind of um, the financial aspect. Um, but ultimately, like the more that we're able to offer, um, the more that mm -hmm. we can grow these programs, the more people that we can help. And I know for sure that's really what motivates Definitely. me every single day is going in and seeing the the results that our members are seeing and being that you're in Pilates, like, I'm sure that you're really impa impacting people's lives, especially if they're coming post rehab, like mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. they're getting that mobility. And like, that's so rewarding mm -hmm. to see somebody be able to move in a way that they weren't able to like a few months ago. It feels really You have awkward. no idea. It is so rewarding. I mean, I have like star clients on my schedule and the feedback that they give me, like sometimes brings me to tears. I won't, actively show them that but like you know it, it it's an emotional thing when you hear that you are helping somebody so deeply whether it's with injury or body image or whatever it is you know yeah it's it's huge um it really is like such an impactful kind of job 
Um, these mm-hmm. people don't really realize how much they change us, um, but it's it's a great feeling. Um, and so to kind of cu- supplement that challenge question, I like to ask Jenna, like my magic mm-hmm. wand question, um, you know, if you could have a magic wand and all your goals, all your dreams, you know, were able to come true for your business, what would that picture look like for you? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think getting the studio busier, getting my instructors to be to, to a point where they're really happy teaching. And then for me, long term, I would say five to 10 year plan is developing my own products and my own uh, technique, fitness modality. Um, so yeah, I think that's like, for me, using my energy right now is, is for my instructors. But eventually, once that gets rolling more, I'd like to dive in in more to developing my own products, writing articles, doing more podcasts, things like that. Yeah. So what do you feel like you have to focus on right now? Like your main focus with the instructors needs to be to make it a possibility for you to kind of be able to take that focus and turn it into more of a focus on create the creation side. Sorry, say that one more time. Yeah. So what, you know, you said that you really need to focus on your instructors right now. Mm. So with that, you know, what are the things that you're really looking to focus on and help them kind of develop so that you can um, in turn go and focus more on the creation and creating your own modality? Sure. Um, Again, it all comes back to marketing, just getting clients in the door because my instructors are very talented and they don't need much uh, Mm. feedback. So just getting people in here to feel the work for themselves and develop a relationship with my instructors is is where where they need me the most yeah kind of work on helping them um like build out their business their clientele Mm -hmm. um and then once they have that going you know they're already great instructors they kind of have everything from there but um, lastly here, you know, what would you share to somebody who just opened their, their own studio today? Um, what would be a word mm-hmm. of advice that you wish somebody had told you in the very beginning? Well, it's something that people have told me for a long time. And part of it is just being able to apply the feedback and it's definitely work-life balance. I think you probably hear that a lot mm-hmm. with that question, but it's true. Um, for me, I've made a big push to create that for myself recently in the last, I would say, three to four months, a big part of it is taking Fridays off so that I can use my energy in different ways other than just working with my own clients and to just turning off the phone at night, being able to shut off and knowing that there's never a fitness uh, emergency, (laughs) you know, I mean, so obviously sometimes if a client has something come up that is really an emergency with their body, that's different, but I had a friend, actually Ami, my instructor, tell me that one time. There's never a fitness emergency and being in the fitness industry, being a business owner for any business, I think it's an important um, lesson to be learned. I think like just really realistically, like most of us are not working in fields where if we like like there's not really going to be an emergency in the middle of the night that we need to attend to. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like medical field or something like that. Right. And that's something that I've had to learn too. And I kind of call it, instead of like work-life balance, I call it like work-life integration. Like my life, mm. 
my personal life and my child and everything like that is just as important as the gym. And I have to find a way to like, make sure that they like meld together and that I'm taking mm-hmm. care of me and that the gym is also <laughs> taken care of, but it right. doesn't have to be like 24 seven. I don't have to stay up till 10 mm-hmm. o'clock like, going through the leads. I don't have to like, right. That not important um so I really really like that piece of advice and it's definitely a good way for us to kind of send things off for the episode but I want to give you a chance to share your website in case people are curious to see what everything looks like um what is the website for uh the facility uh arc pilates and movement.com pretty simple arc and pilates and movement (laughs) and yeah easy enough for us to find Thank you so much, Jenna, for being here today for sharing your insights. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.